This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by my colleague, Charlotte Hindle, who handles a lot of the questions that come into me, um, who is going to pick up on a subject which is really exercising a lot of people. And Charlotte, that subject is... Yeah, the subject is about visiting Cuba, having a Cuban stamp in your passport, um, and then getting into the US um, um, and what the rules and regulations are around Estes. Well, let me tell you how we got here. Um, President Trump had a final act of vengeance against Cuba before he left office. So this was January 2021, um, and he decided that he was going to uh, uh, put Cuba on the list of state sponsors of terrorism. Now, compared with the many other countries around the world, which are most definitely state sponsors of terrorism um, and which don't appear on the US list, this is absolutely absurd. But um, he decided to put it along the Caribbean's largest island alongside Iran, North Korea and Syria. Now, that's ridiculous from my point of view. Yeah, there's lots wrong with Cuba and its political system and its totalitarianism, but um, it is not a state sponsor of terrorism in any recognisable way. However, the fact that it has been so designated and the fact that President Joe Biden has decided not to remove Cuba from the list has really serious implications. Unbelievably, and bear in mind that the US absolutely despises Cuba and for decades has been doing everything it can to uh, destabilise the country. So therefore, attacking its its tourism um, sounds like a really good idea, but they've done it in a way which is actually penalising people who went to Cuba um, nearly 11 years ago. The US State Department keeps repeating to me, if you're British and you have been to Cuba since the 1st of March 2011, you cannot use the very swift, the very cheap, the very easy Esther online system, um, which you would normally do. It takes 10-15 uh, minutes and it costs you about 10 quid and that should be uh, enough. But you are not allowed to do that. Now, confusion also reigns because um, a lot of sources including bizarrely the French, the, the US embassy in France, say, oh no, it only applies from the designation date, which was the 12th of January 2021. And if you've got uh, evidence in your passport of a uh, trip since then, then you are going to be in trouble, but otherwise you will be fine. Now, I keep going back to the US embassy and the State Department, and I keep saying there can only be one answer, which is it? And unfortunately... I keep being told it's the worst possible case. It's the 1st of March 2011. If you've got any evidence in your passport of a visit to Cuba, then you're not getting in with an Esther. Okay. 
All right. So, can, can, so let me just confirm that. So if you have been to Cuba uh, from the 1st of March 2011, you will not be able to get an Esther if you are British. Is that right? In theory. Now, um, and the ridiculous thing is that many, many people have got Esthers, even though they've been to Cuba and even though their passport includes um, evidence of a visit, typically before um, the designation date in January 2021. And obviously that sort of covers a, a, a whole decade and it's really important that people know. The other thing is you won't get an Esther or you won't be allowed in on an Esther into the US unless either the airline says, oh, Charlotte, you've been to Cuba, um, you can't get on the flight, or um, the uh, person at the um, US Customs and Border Protection says, huh, you've been to Cuba, you're getting on this first plane back out of here. Now, that would be very annoying, but I cannot see, and I'm not encouraging people to break the law here, but I am, I am merely observing that if you have a passport which does not have evidence of a visit to Cuba, I cannot for the life of me think how the Americans would ever know, because I can absolutely guarantee that the Cubans aren't going to say, oh yes, we'd like you to impose even tougher sanctions on us, let's help you. So they're not going to know. Okay, so that means that if people do choose of their own accord uh, to apply for a, a new passport, to replace a passport that has got a Cuban stamp in it, uh, uh, then that might be or will be beneficial in terms of being able to apply for an ESTA and getting into the US. Laundering a passport is certainly something that people have done. And actually, it's not a bad time to do that now, partly because um, the turnaround time tends to be about 10 days. And secondly, um, the passport fees are going to go up from the 2nd of February. So um, it would be worth, if your passport's got a couple of years to go, it would be worth um, uh, considering that. And that is, I would suggest, from the evidence I have heard, although I do not condone not fully representing where you have been, um, I haven't heard of anybody who's laundered their passport who's encountered any problems. OK, so um, um, other questions that we get is, yes, I do have a stamp in my passport, but it's, you know, it's really not on the first couple of pages. It's sort of buried deep in my passport. Uh, do you think it's going to be OK in order to, to get in? Well, there, there is huge amounts of evidence of people, uh, officials turning a blind eye. And it, uh, having talked informally to one or two sources it seems that yes, there is this. Yeah, they, they agree that the condition is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, fair enough. From the 12th of January, when Cuba became a state sponsor of terrorism, um, then yes, you can imply it from there. But to say, oh no, we're going back a further decade from that, and I think they've kind of concluded that oh, we don't, you know, we're going to harm the U.S tourist industry so let's just let people in however the airline would be doing the right thing if it sees your passport and says we've been to cuba you can't go in on this esther and and says yeah tells you to to, to just you know, go and lose all your money uh, so so just you do need an esther in order to transit yes, in the us so if you're transiting and you've got a cuban stamp uh, you know, obviously uh, you know within that designated period um uh, is that going to is that going to be a problem? 
Well, in theory, yes. I mean, America has this ludicrous situation where it's clearly an aviation crossroads and many people will change planes in Miami, in Houston, in Los Angeles, in Dallas, in Chicago, in Atlanta. And they're not interested at all in staying in America. All they want to do is fly in, change planes, have a cup of coffee and fly out. Um, And that's all they want to do. But America has always said, no, we are going legally to admit you to the US and that's your lot. And you're going to be, um, you could be staying for two hours or you could be staying for 90 days. We're going to treat you exactly the same. And that applies also um, if you're flying in on a flight that touches down in transit. So you've talked about British travellers, obviously, Um, in terms of, I don't know if you know anything about um, other nationalities because we get lots of questions and queries from people who are non-British and also have Cuban stamps in their passports. Well, all I can say is that if you are French and you have a French passport, then you can legitimately say, look, the French, (laughs) the the US embassy in France, in Paris, says uh, that the date that counts is the 12th of January 2021. So therefore you cannot deny me boarding because look, I'm French and and this is the situation. For a British, a German, a Spanish person, that would be tricky to say, oh, well, somebody else is, your embassy in a different country says this. Um, it's an absolute mess. It's horrible. It's really kind of just nasty, spiteful stuff that the Americans have done. And a lot of people are saying to me, right, well, if I have to make a choice between Cuba and the US, it's Cuba. So I just hope that they will sort themselves out. Any more questions? Yeah, just one more question. I'm just unsure. So so if you actually do decide, um, uh, you know, either whether you're French or whether you're British, um, uh, uh, to take the chance um, uh, and... Um, uh, go to go to the US, um, or try to get on a plane to go to the US uh, with um, a Cuban um, stamp. A traveller is going to get stopped before they, you know, at the airline desk um, uh, uh, when people look through your passport um, at the airline desk. Or are they going to get stopped when they're going into US immigration? Or indeed, is it like by both? So you, you could get on the plane and you could arrive in the US, and then um, and the US. Um, immigration might look through your passport and see you've got a Cuban stamp, so you'd be turned away there. So basically, you've got two hoops. Is that right? Well, yeah. And the airline, I think, is actually the more likely to cause you problems because the last thing they want to do is to cause um, cause themselves to be fined by the US um, authorities for flying in somebody who's not ineligible. So therefore, if they are doing their job, they are the people who are going to make life for travellers bad. But they are only, as they say, obeying orders. So, um, yes, to reiterate, 1st of March 2011. You've been to Cuba since then? Well, I'm afraid you are—you have visited, you might not have realised, a state sponsor of terrorism and therefore you cannot apply for an ESTA. However, lots of people who have evidence of visits to Cuba have got in and other people have laundered passports in order that there is no evidence. Oh dear, oh dear. Thank you very much for your help, Charlotte. Um, Thank you very much for listening and I will look forward to talking to you, hopefully about happier things tomorrow. Goodbye. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.